Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, January 10th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So, Jay, the Golden Globes are tonight. Any picks? Well, I like Maverick. That was a fun movie, so I don't know if it'll win, but I did like it, and I did see it at least two or three times. I saw it, too. It was definitely fun. And by the way, we have a Top Gun Maverick-inspired story later on in today's Peak Daily. I will look forward to that. I do have three Canadian choices during the Golden Globes tonight. You want to hear them? Sure, let's hear it. Okay, well, Women Talking, Sarah Pauly, nominated for Best Screenplay Motion Picture. Best Television Series, Musical, or Comedy. I'm going to go with The Bear, because Maddie Matheson is involved. And then Best Motion Picture Animated, I'm going with Turning Red, because that is based, at least, in Cartoon World in Toronto. I will say, Best Picture, I have to give to Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It was the best movie I watched all year. I loved it, and I really think it should win Best Picture. I'm sure it won't, because the rig is in. Yes. You know, at least it feels that way, but I, I really do hope it does win. Yeah, I have a feeling a guy named Steven Spielberg, a young upshot in Hollywood, will take home a lot of awards tonight. You know what, though? Don't count others out. You know, sometimes a dark horse can emerge. Sure, we'll see. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Brett, aside from Steven Spielberg cleaning up tonight, probably, what do we have for Peak Palace today? For our first story, fine dining is under fire. For our second story, Stats Canada is tracking gig work. And for our last story, Canada is buying fifth-generation fighter jets, Jay. Great. Speaking of Maverick. For our first story, if paying upwards of $670 to eat reindeer brain custard at the world's best restaurant is on your bucket list, you have until 2024 to secure a reservation, so start calling in your favors now. Brett, that's never going to be on my list, but there are foodies that listen to this peak podcast. What's going on here? Well, Jay, I'd prefer a nice steak, maybe even at the keg. But here's what's happening. Noma, the Danish restaurant that's topped the 50 best restaurants in the world, lists a record five breaking times will give up on its regular regular dining services next year and convert into a full-time food lab aimed at developing e-commerce offerings. So that reservation I have for 2025 is no good. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, no way. Okay. Well, this is important because Noma's closure is a bad omen for the world of fine dining. Owner, head chef, Rene Redzippi pioneered the modern model of restaurants, which is wildly popular and innovative, but also expensive to operate, which inspired legions of imitators in the process. Now Redzippi claims running a restaurant this way is quote-unquote financially and emotionally unsustainable. Jay, speaking of movies, I don't know if you've seen the menu. This really does kind of sound a lot like what was going on there. I don't want to spoil it. Despite the pricey meals, ample government support, and its general cultural cachet, Noma lost money in 2021 due to high labor and ingredient costs. Red Zippy's not alone in sounding the alarm bell. Just last week, Manresa, another three Michelin-starred restaurant in California, closed its doors with its owner chef citing similar reasons. Now to zoom out. Zoom E-commerce may offer Noma an easier path to profitability. The restaurant's first commercial product, a smoked mushroom seasoning, it sold out instantly. Other high-end restaurants without the same name recognition might not be able to imitate Noma's next steps. For our second story, and with basically a rite of passage for any sector of the economy looking to be taken seriously, Stats Canada is now officially tracking the hard data around gig work. Here's what's driving the news. For the first time, StatsCan's monthly labor survey has given us a glimpse into the workings of the gig economy, highlighting that men and newcomers typically turn to delivery and rideshare driving for gig work, while more women make content. Right, so men represented 73% of food delivery and rideshare workers. Meanwhile, women represented 58% 
20% of people who created content, like videos or blogs, for money. And here's why it matters. Recession-related job losses and cost-cutting may also lead traditional employers to hire contract or part-time labor instead of offering permanent positions. About 13% of Canadians report taking on some form of gig work, which typically becomes more popular during tough economic times as work options become fewer and farther between. But according to economists, Canada's shockingly strong labor market may stop the usual trend from playing out during the next downturn. Plus, very few large employers are actually utilizing the gig economy. Deloitte's Future of Work lead partner told the HR Reporter. For our third story, as we promised, after watching the new Top Gun, we've realized that fighter jets are super cool. Well, I realized that with the first run of the movie, but you were too young to watch that, Brett. (laughs) We also suspect the timing of the government's first jet order in three decades is no longer coincidence. Brett, in the words of Tom Cruise, what fifth generation fighters are we buying? I got that song stuck in my head, the Top Gun line. You're riding into the danger zone? Yeah, well, no, it's the new one. Again, Jay, we have a bit of a gap on age. Look, the federal government has finalized the purchase of 88 highly advanced F-35A fighter jets from Lockheed Martin in a deal that is estimated to cost a whopping $19 billion. Canada will purchase the jets in sets of 16, gradually replacing the Air Force's out Boeing CF-18 Hornets until they are phased out completely in 2032. The feds were originally opposed to buying the F-35As due to the high costs, obviously, but changed their tune after Lockheed offered the best deal compared to other military jet makers Saab and Boeing. And here's why it matters. Spending big on new jets signals an increased desire to gird up military capabilities in the face of rising tensions with China and potential Russian interference in the Arctic Circle. Now, Canada's defense minister said, those obligations are important in the current global environment. We must be there for our partners, for our multilateral alliances. Yes, but by some standards, Canada is still chronically under-investing in defense. In 2006, NATO pushed the member nations to commit 2% of their GDP to defense spending, a target that Canada has never met and that is not likely to track and meet anytime soon. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business podcast in Canada. If you got a second, want to follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Brett. Enjoy the Golden Globes. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm just going to watch the results. I'm not going to actually watch the show. Fair enough. Fair enough.